We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yes, sir. Let's talk to Peter in Canton. Peter has uh, some thoughts on how great the Republican Party is. Fill us in, Peter. How are you doing? No time for that. Go straight to the point. I want to hear your argument. The Republican Party is not going anywhere. We're strong. Trump got 80 million votes. 74. Okay. Basement Biden says he got 80 million, but uh, who knows? Uh, we're not going anywhere. It's, we're too strong. And it's, you can call the Republican Party anything you want. It's not the name. No, I don't want a Republican Party. I don't want a wimpy party that goes along with Democratic ideas. I want I, I want a stone-cold, icy, strong, spine-driven party that believes in the American system of government and liberty exactly. and market-based into, systems. Into the Constitution. We're constitutionalists. Well, it's a, mindset. a lot of us are. I don't see anything inside of the party that reflects that, either on the I, national I level. I but totally agree. Especially. Well, so what are you talking about? Why are you so excited about a party that doesn't represent what you want it to represent? Because we're strong, and we're going to stay together, and I'm going to think positive, and you can call us anything you want. We're, Good. Well, we're in agreement. I want to give it a new name and an identity and a brand that matches what the founders intended instead of this slimy, lying, money-wasting government that we have today. As long as we change the name... And all the Republicans stay true to themselves, and we grab the independents who are closer to us than the Democrats. We can get a great party with more numbers and take, you know, try to run the country right. All right, Peter, what job do you want to run for? I will run for president. Okay. And <laughs> uh, who do you want for VP? Uh, I would like Trump DeSantis. If, if, Wait, Trump to be, you want them to, the both of them to be your VP? No, Trump president. I'm not talking, you were doing so well, Peter. Thank you for the call. You were doing so well. You were transferring over. You said it was fine if we changed the name, as long as everyone's still there. And then you fall to go back to this Trump DeSantis nonsense, which isn't going to happen. And um, I don't, I don't even think Trump's going to happen. I hate to say it. That's what I think. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
WTIC, we'll talk to uh, Noah Ring in a sec, uh, but uh, Don in Southbury first. Hey, Don. Hey, Todd. Yeah, what I was saying is that I believe that the Republicans and the Democrats at the federal level are in cahoots together. There is no way that the Republicans wanted control of both houses um, in the event that should Donald Trump run again for president, and overcome election fraud, then they would actually have to be forced to do something for America. So, uh, and, you know, it's I, I, they definitely did not want that man in office. They don't want, they don't, they, they showed uh, their colors the first two years that he was in office. That's true. This man was trying to do everything for America and Americans, and they hindered him every inch of the way. When was the last time you, we, that we, for years, I mean, I'm, I'm in my late 60s, and for years America has struggled with uh, energy, right? All of a sudden. Yeah, and he got it straightened out. Okay, but here's the trouble. I believe in the American system of government, and I want a restoration of that. And that's what I was expecting Donald Trump to take care of. And now he's talking about trashing the Constitution if that's what's necessary for him to get back to power. I don't believe in Donald Trump. I believe in the American system of government. I, I, don't, I, I believe that our system, as it was set up, yes, I do believe in that, but I believe that what he has, what, by him being in office, um, and what he has shown to the American people is that we have total corruption. That's true. At the federal That's level. That's true. And, and he, didn't, he didn't fix it. He wants no, to corrupt it further. Well, he couldn't fix it because uh, he could, he's not the problem. The problem is... is we A have, sick system. And so have, much money yeah. there, everybody wants to steal the money. I agree with you there, Don. But... I, the way to fix it is to restore us to a constitutional republic, not to say Donald Trump must be president at all costs, because all costs to him is trash everything to get there. And I don't believe in him. I believe in America. All right. A lot of people don't want to believe in America. They just want to believe in Trump. But I think the two things at this point are incompatible because nobody represents America anymore. That's how I look at it. 860-522-9842. Noah Ring, young talk show host from Georgia, 21 years old, and uh, fun to talk to for a little youthful perspective and a little Southern twang. Hey there, Noah. Hey, Todd. How you doing this week? Well, this week is a great week because I decided to start a new political party here in Connecticut to uh, save the state from Republicans who only feign Republicanism but don't actually stand for anything. What are you calling it? Uh, we're still working on that. I got the idea around 6 a.m., so it's not fully formed yet. But I'm, yeah. th- I'm thinking maybe the market party. Okay, I can get behind that. I know uh, I know. there's a lot of Republicans who are tired of the uh, what we call down here the rhino Republicans who are just Republican in name only. Well, we call them that too, but I try to avoid cliches, so I don't uh, – I'm looking for new language to make sure everybody understands. It, being a rhino almost sounds uh, cute, but – but it's um, if you're not there saying you're going to stand up for what's right and explaining to people why America is beautiful and why what the founders laid down in the Constitution is one of the most inspiring moments of, of uh, intellectual prowess and, and beautiful writing in human history, 
then then you're not fighting for the thing that matters because that's what gave us freedom and that's what invented the idea that government's job was to protect our rights. I love that premise. No, that's 100% right. I, I was just having a discussion with a, with a young student about that earlier today. You're teaching and, now? I'm not, I'm not teaching it, but I'm another fellow student. Oh, I see. Uh, because she, uh, she just couldn't see why... You know, I you know because I said in an interview that I, I vote for the party that upholds the Constitution, and time after time, that's always the Republican Party. And she just couldn't see why you know uh, the Republican Party has a stranglehold on the foundation of the of, of the country and people who want it to stay that way. And so we walk through all the times in which the left has tried to just completely undermine the Constitution. And did you and get I her mean, sold? No, I mean you can't sell these people; they're too far gone. That's true. But, I mean, you know, look at D.C. v. Heller, for instance. The left was trying to argue that there is no individual right to own a gun at all anywhere in the Constitution, when you and I both know that the Founding Fathers would roll over in their graves with that premise. Yeah, that's a kind of a shaky premise. All right, what do you want to talk about, Noah? Well, I mean, I, I think the big news, obviously, is the disappointment last night in Georgia. You know, again, a 30,000-vote difference. Were you surprised? It's your home state. Did you have this thing nailed? You know, I, I knew it would be extremely close. Um, I don't know what the final margin was in terms of percentage points. I know it can't be much. Um, I knew it would be close, but I knew it was a turnout election and the Republicans were focusing on the wrong things. The Republicans spent the last roughly month focusing on trying to convince new voters to vote for Herschel Walker when their entire premise should have been, hey, let's get all of our voters back out. Because if we would have turned out all the voters from November's election, we would have won this thing by, by about 150,000 votes. But we, I, I, I met people yesterday who still didn't know that there was a runoff election, and they're diehard Republican voters. And so we've just forgotten that if we can turn out our base in a runoff, we'll win, because our base is much higher than the Democrats. Wow, it, it was a very close election, less than 100,000 votes. Yeah, it was, I think at the current market... 51.4 to 48.6. So two, what's that, two and a half, three, two and a half points, something like that? Yeah, two and a half points in a, in a low turnout election. And I think I think it's like 40,000 40, votes or something like that. Um, but no, I mean, it, it just gets to the point that the old Republican Party does not understand how to win elections anymore. And they can't get that same turnout in the way that, you know, Donald Trump could. And that's why we that we saw in 2022, we kind of took a dip in the Midwest, where there's, only, there's voters there who will only turn out if Trump is on the ballot. And they won't turn out anywhere else. So... So I think that the both sides of the party, for instance, one of the reasons I say Georgia lost is because Jeff Duncan, our somewhat Republican lieutenant governor, got on CNN a couple of days before the election and pretty much said, I couldn't stomach voting for Herschel Walker. You shouldn't either. Yeah. And while everybody's pointing their fingers at Trump and saying this is Trump's fault and that candidate equality matters, and while that certainly is true, heck, I didn't vote for Herschel Walker in the primary. The idea that there's nothing to blame on the on the more liberal side of the Republican Party is crazy, because regardless if they put up a socialist or if they put up the most moderate person in, in history, the Democratic Party votes. They all get behind their candidate, and they all show up, and they, they toe the party line, and they vote. Where Republicans, we've made it okay and not, you know, we've made it okay to go and vote for, you know, a Democrat or just not vote in that election, which I think is something that we need to move past because we need to build a coalition moving forward that says, hey, once that primary is over for us, that's typically a May, we're all we're all on board for whoever the nominee is. For instance, I wasn't a huge Brian Kemp guy. I didn't vote for him in the primary. But once that November election came around, I there was no chance and and there was no chance that I would give Stacey Abrams, you know, basically a vote by not voting for Brian Kemp. Because 
while I disagreed with Brian's reaction to the 2020 election, I surely do not want the governor's mansion being occupied by a left-wing socialist who's more who's more worried about. Yeah, so that that's uh, good strategic voting. Yeah, you can't get everything you like, and we've allowed Republican the Republican Party to do that. I mean, even we've allowed the Republican Party to do whatever they want. I mean, Mitch McConnell is up there, you know, just less than about 20 days away, 30 days away from Republicans controlling the House. He's about, you know, a month away, and he's out there making deals with Democrats. Well, we'll have a lot more negotiating if you wait a, if you wait a month and Kevin McCarthy or some other Republican has a speaker's gavel. What, what, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what McConnell's up to, and I'm assuming it's that he feels like he's better off negotiating with the Democrats, like he can get more than he can dealing with McCarthy, because McCarthy will be in such a weakened position if he manages to become speaker. That I mean, not speaker, but yeah, speaker. He'll be speaker. Um, he'll be he'll be so weakened in that position that he won't actually be able to do any negotiating with McConnell because he'll have no leverage to get the conservative wing of the party to do anything. I also think that McConnell has pretty much he, he sees the writing on the wall. This is his last term. I mean, he just won re-election a couple of, uh, last year, and this is this you know this is his last term. He realizes that you know I what I can do pretty much whatever I want now. And you look at it and you go, well, what can we do? Because Kevin McCarthy is a little bit younger. He's going to have control of the House, which McConnell does not have. In response, it's his fault that he won't have control of the Senate. And I think he, he sees more deals being able to be made you know, with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer than he sees with a new Republican majority, which may not even be Kevin McCarthy. But I think that there's a disdain because you know Trump and McConnell don't get along, whereas Trump endorsed McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. And so he's much more willing to deal with another swamp creature, not saying that Kevin McCarthy isn't, but he's much more willing to, de- to, to negotiate with Chuck Schumer, who him and Chuck Schumer have controlled the Senate for the better part of the last decade, if not over the last decade. I'm not quite sure exactly when Harry Reid retired, but he's more willing to deal with the guy he's been working with for a decade than this new up-and-coming speaker who would hold the gavel and who can make sure that these bills don't get to the floor of the House. That is the most negotiating power you can have. But will uh, will McCarthy be able to make sure of anything? As the speaker, he he gets to set what gets voted on and what doesn't. There's yeah, it's just that if it. he is speaker, it will be because he's made deals with all those people who say all those Republicans who say they won't vote for him under any circumstances. He's got to get yeah, those no, people to vote for him. There's, there's a ton of deals being made. I mean, he's making deals with Marjorie Taylor Greene of all people. I both know Marjorie and Kevin do not get along. Um, and so he's making deals with these people. And, you know, I think that he'll end up probably becoming speaker. I think that there's not really any viable alternative to him. So I think that you'll see him become speaker. I think I think it'll be by a very small margin. They'll basically probably get in a room and say, hey, who can afford to probably vote for McCarthy and win re-election? And then, you know, they'll, they'll figure out, let's say, there's, let's say four people have to vote for him. I can't remember the exact margin. They'll get in a room. They'll say, "All right, you seven or eight people who don't want to vote for him, one of you guys have to figure this out. Which one of you? Which one of you couple are going to vote for him?" But he's got to he's got to be speaker. And I think that you'll see around in January, a lot of people will start to realize, okay, he's not as bad as everybody makes him out to be. Again, I wouldn't have voted for him to be speaker myself. But it gets back to the point of, well, we can't, you know, split our vote and let Hakeem Jeffries become speaker. Noah, what's your website? Noahring.org. Nice to talk with you again. Thank you, sir, for filling us in. Thank you so much. Have a good one, Todd. Noah Ring at noahring.org. Thank you, sir.
860-522-9842. Mike's in Plainville. Hey, Mike. I know Tom's got his own show, but I tuned in this afternoon, and he kept playing the recordings of Dr. Fauci. Can you just please stop it? Everybody's playing them. What is the point? Can we move on and come up with some ideas or something constructive? I mean, this is like every week I hear this, these recordings of this, this liar. Well, what's everyone playing him for? I don't know. Tom played him this afternoon. Maybe he likes the sound of his voice. He misses the New York I accent. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, you know what? Everybody's a journalist. Everybody's an activist. Uh, Mika Brzezinski. Uh, she's, she's seen better days. She was with Channel 3 in Hartford years ago, and now she was all over Herschel Walker, basically saying he wasn't smart enough. And this and that made personal comments about him. You know what, Mika, shut up. The same with Robin Roberts got on the air, what, last year with Jesse Smollett? Did you watch that? Oh, what yes. Yeah, that was great. What did you think of that? Oh, beautiful garbage. Were you entertained? Yeah, incredibly. How about this you? This is what we got. Yeah, we got nothing. This is what we get today. We got nothing. We get garbage. It's all garbage. You are correct about that, Mike. Thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. I've been saying we're going to play the rants, and we are going to play the rants. We've got a great one right here for you. Listen. Hey, Todd, it's Rudy. I'm glad Lebo's out. I got a Christmas song for you and Lebo, the 12 Days of Lebo. I missed um, a few days last week about his whereabouts, and then we had the weekend. But on the first day of Lebo, my true inmate gave to me one Whopper meal on the second day of Lebo. My favorite inmate gave to me two pastries and... That's where it ended. It's a good start, Hi, though. Hi, Todd. Well, hey, Gladys. Curious minds want to know. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Those two power plants that are out in North Carolina, does that mean that um, the people are living off their solar panels or wind turbines? 
Are those still working or are they out of gas? <laughs> Later. Thank you, Gladys. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC. What's going on with you? I'm serious about this. I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know how to get from here to there, but I, you know, those kinds of things you can figure out. We need a new political party. The Republican Party is a disaster of hypocrisy and lies and being way too much like Democrats. And in, here in the state, we have a unique opportunity because everyone can look and say, there's no point. I don't have to feel guilty if I vote for a third party because the Republicans lose everything anyway. So what's the difference? What do you think? 860-522-9842. That's what I think. Feinberg, you don't have a clue. And you're a big idiot, too. Now, what I have stated... If it is related, why do so many listen to you? Well, that's, uh, they listen because they love to hate, I guess. So it looks like the Supreme Court is going to come out with a decision that says that creative people are going to have to serve unwillingly, perhaps serve gays and dwell in misery to, 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 uh, perform and, and deliver something for them contrary to their to their personal and creative natures and also that churches are, are now going to have a new weapon used against them being forced to uh, in, in, engage in offering uh, gay weddings and in, in opposition to uh, in opposition to their creed that's what you think. You think uh, you think it's going to go the wrong way, the Supreme Court ruling? Huh? Hey, Todd, uh, Wayne from Meriden. Uh, I was listening to your uh, interview with what's his name there, that criminal, career criminal that just got released after 25 years. And you know what? Why do you give so much credence to a career criminal like that? Obviously, he did something serious to spend 25 25- and don't give me that garbage about he paid his debt to society. Career criminals never pay their debt to society. They're just one step away from being reincarcerated again. How do I know? Because my older brother was a career criminal. Mm-hmm. And they get so freaking smart when they're locked up. They become like jailhouse lawyers. And they and they know all the ins and outs of the criminal justice system. And then they uh, then they're able to come out and criticize the system. Well, so based on a sample of one, I just want to because your brother, you hate your brother, uh, and you haven't gotten over your relationship yet, and the fact that he uh, he betrayed you, maybe, and uh, everything's based on that. And punishment doesn't accomplish anything. So somebody serving their time, that's not paying off the debt. What what is then? Why if if they are to be found guilty by you forever, then why shouldn't they be in prison forever? Why do we let them out? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I don't understand the way people think about uh, criminals and about humanity, for that matter. 
Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, wait a sec. So I've got two marks in West Hartford's. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a West Hartford Marcus by the toe. Hello, Mark. Uh, you chose unwisely. What's happening, Todd? Hey there. Hey, um, listen, so I can't advise on a national level what the Republicans can do. And then, you know I'm unaffiliated, but locally, you were in the restaurant business, right? Yes. So the old term, I know it doesn't happen often. I think they did it decades ago. What would they do when things weren't going right with the entire restaurant? Um, Clean house. Yes. You hear that expression? Sure. And so I don't even know why we're not even referring to that when it comes to at least Connecticut Republican Party. I mean, I personally, I don't want to hear certain names anymore. Them is Claritus still coming on, exposing herself. Ben Proto, terrible job. Len Fasano, we don't hear from him. We know he got a patronage job. Yep. Roland goes on routinely. I'm past. It's his show. I get it, but he's not helping anything by having the former inmate governor convicted criminal twice related to politics. Rolling on, how far is he sitting back? Like, why would anybody want to hear him? He was Monday morning quarterbacking after the election. It, it's just. And, and I hate to say it, and, and, you know, I've met him, talked to him on the radio, Joe Markley. He's so, like, if I talk to him on a personal, in person, he's just as hard to, like, you can imagine. It's not, it's not a fluid conversation. Mark, Mark let me interrupt you one sec, because I have something that you're going to like a lot better than you. I forgot to add this. Telling lies is contagious. Optimism is contagious. Telling lies is contagious. Make a difference. Just had to get that in there. Thank you, Mark, for the call. Tim is uh, out driving around on a beautiful, warm Wednesday evening. Hi, Tim. How's it going, Todd? Uh, I spoke with you yesterday um, about the uh, uh, the Trump dictatorship Um and again today uh, about a third party. Um, I don't think we need another party. Uh, again, we have to get rid of the machine. Uh, get rid of what? The machine, the voting machine. Um, not every town has them, but they all go to a central tabulator. And once we, we have to hand count them because if we can't get rid of the machine. Yeah, I'm talking about the state, the state of Connecticut. We just need to. Uh, people don't vote for Republicans here because they fear Republicans. They've got a bad, bad name, and it's a liberal state. Don't you, don't you think it's a blue state, Connecticut? I don't. I think uh, that's tough to say because I think the eastern half is more uh, Republican than uh, a lot of places. Well, just looking at the election results, right. I'm just saying they vote. They seem to that like Ned Lamont. Any rational person would look at Ned Lamont and say this is this man is so despicable. I there's no way I would take a fraud like this and put him in a position where he where somebody who cared could make something good happen in the state, and 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 he wins easily. Like how nuts is that? Right, but right. 
So I want to go out there and make an argument for the American system of government because I think people would find that very compelling. That's all. Mark's in West Hartford. Hi, Mark. I'm um, calling from Watertown. Oh, Mark in Watertown. No wonder I was confused. What's up? Yes. Uh, good evening, Todd. I just want to know if you want to make a political party, you can't do this on a whim. You have to get donations. You have to present what the premise well, the premise is easy, and yet it's going to take a lot of work to iron it out exactly what it's going to be. But it's uh, the idea is it's going to represent um, the constitutional values laid out by the founders in our brilliant constitution, the most beautiful government document ever created. Who are the founders of your party going to be? Uh, so far, we've got me and uh, anybody else who signs up. Well, uh, I'm compromised, but I can stay at home and and do envelopes and. There you go. I, I can do stamps and I can write uh, different things for the party that might show that smaller government is better. And I feel that we just have to keep government from getting larger. Then maybe we can make it smaller. Uh, yes, so but it's being, it's a behemoth right now. And I don't think we can do anything without convincing people that this is wrong, that the behemoth, they keep falling for all the tricks about voting for the behemoth, but the behemoth hurts them. So I just want to be able to explain that to them. And I think once people hear the truth stated, the, the values of the Constitution are such beautiful things to hear that I think they'll be an inspiration. But Mark, thank you. I'm glad that you want to help. And uh, it's not the organizing time yet, but we'll be collecting names and uh, all the information when the time comes. And, uh, and and your offer is a great one. So thank you. Joe Hoxha joins us now. Just so you don't think it's impossible for a Republican to win, Joe is a Republican who won a state Senate seat in, um, in, um, in um, what's that town? Bristol. Bristol. That's the place. State rep. State rep. <laughs> I got you in the wrong chamber in the wrong city. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> Big, big difference. A lot less seats in the Senate. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good. You'll have a lot of people to learn with. Yeah. But that it's wonderful that you won that seat. It's a uh, it's a town that should be electing Republicans. It should be electing people who um, believe in the American system of government. So, what's going on? What's uh, what What do you think about at this point as you move towards uh, you know a new year? Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Todd, for having me on. Um, I know this is sort of the, the third attempt here to, to coordinate our schedule. So I uh, just wanted to, you know, um, give you a shout out for uh, being so patient with me. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, look, I'm the eternal optimist. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, Republicans should be splintering off and creating new parties. Um, I think, you know, everybody is really missing the, the major silver lining in what happened a few weeks ago in November, which is that we got closer than ever before to getting, well, at least in the last 20 years, uh, to getting a Republican elected to Congress. George Logan did a superb job with one-fifth the money that his opponent raised and spent. And, you know, had it been a different year where the wave, you know, where the wave was a little bit bigger, uh, I think we'd be having a Republican, uh, you know, congressman in in the House of Representatives right now. 
And, um, you know, I know George personally, he did a terrific job. And, you know, this is going to have some positive ramifications down the road. Uh, you know, donors are, are, are going to be more interested in, in um, you know, donating to uh, candidates for, uh, you know, federal offices in, in Connecticut moving forward. I, I really, really believe that. I think Connecticut is now on the map uh, for 24 and 26. And um, a lot of eyes are going to be on Connecticut and a lot of, um, you know, people are going to be interested in helping our candidates out because of what George did in the fifth. So I think that honestly, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not just saying this to, you know, kind of do away with, with what was, what, what I will admit was, a, you know, a disappointment in the fact that that red wave that we were expecting to be so big and that I, you know, uh, you know, even predicted on your show back in the summer, you know, during the primary uh, that, you know, we were going to take the house here in Connecticut. I'm not, I'm not trying to excuse for that, but I really think that this really, uh, George Logan's success in that he got as close as he did really just, uh, in my opinion, overpowers any of, um, you know, the, you know, the, the losses in, you know, for the other races in my opinion. Well, it's, least, you know, you know, it's it, nice yeah. to make uh, lemonade out of the lemons, but <laughs> it's, it's something different when you actually win a seat because there's money and power that accrues to the people who hold those seats, which is why Republicans struggle to win in the state. Everything is owned and operated by the Democratic Party. That isn't just the Democratic Party is owned and operated by the Democratic Party, but so is the government and all the proceeds that go into it. And they use the the tax dollars that flow through that government in order to rig elections. That's how politics works. And they are, when you're as dominant as they are, you can be way dirtier and nobody, there's nobody even around anymore to point a finger. So I appreciate your optimism, but um, I feel like something has to be done to uh, to magnify whatever the good things were that happened and to be able to be in a stronger position yeah. next time. So that's the question is how do we grow yeah. and make something better happen? No, yeah, look, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, you, know, you know, we've had one party rule for a really long time, um, but it, it definitely is possible for Republicans to win statewide offices here in Connecticut. And, you know, federal offices as well. Uh, you know, less than 20 years ago, you know, we had, you know, John Rowland, who was a Republican, you know, governor. And then we had Jody Rell, who won by, like, record margins. And, you know, what, what did those two, you know, candidates, you know, have in common? They were from, at least John Rowland from Central Connecticut, Jody Rell from, you know, Brookfield. Um, I just think that as a party, you know, we've tried um, the, the, the Fairfield County, you know, coastal, um, you know, private sector type of candidates. And I just think we need to, you know, switch up our plays a little bit here and, and go for somebody that, you know, is uh, from, you know, closer to the central part of the state and can appeal to a, a good, you know, cross-section of, of society. And, um, you know, and this isn't against anybody in particular. I just think that we need to really change up the way that we, um, you know, uh, to change up our, our strategy and, and, you know, start uh, giving some, you know, candidates from, you know, like I said, you know, other parts of the state, a little bit more, a little bit more inland, you know, from uh, from blue collar towns like, you know, like my like mine, like, you know, Bristol or, or you know, New Britain or, you know, whatever the case may be, wherever we have talent. But um, I, I certainly don't rule out the possibility of Republicans, uh, you know, having finding major success in, in the near future. I, I certainly don't. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, there's no no reason to close out any possibilities. Uh, 
and, and I, I hope it happens. It will. It does require people to step forward like you did and yeah. and do the work. And how did you feel about that? How did you feel about the work it took and, and uh, the kind of reception you got, the oh, support I, you got from people? Yeah, I mean, I loved it. Yeah, and, and that's the key right there. You know, uh, you know go, going out into the field, knocking on doors, and seeing that people are responding well to your message only gives you more motivation and ammunition and, and, and fuel and drive to, to continue the fight, uh, you know, going forward. And, you know, I... As, as you know, you may know, I didn't have a, a general election opponent um, in November. All I had was a, a very, you know, competitive primary, which obviously I came out on top of. Um, but, you know, during the month, during the fall months, you know, I spent a lot of my time helping out candidates in, you know, neighboring districts. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, you got to really just, you know, really devote all of, the, all of your time, or at least as much time as you can, uh, to campaigning. Um, because it really, it really does take a lot. And I think if we have candidates that aren't scared to literally roll up their sleeves and go out in the middle of August and knock on doors, um, you know, uh, knock on doors, uh, you know, go door to door in the middle of August when it's, when it's the hottest, when it's the humid, uh, when it's the most humid. Um, and you know, I think voters will see that, that you're, that you're not scared to work hard, that you're not scared to get your hands dirty, literally. And, you know, and they'll, they'll respond well to that. And, um, look, I'm optimistic. And I just wanted to address one more, sure. one more thing here, which was, you know, uh, your, your previous um, caller, uh, one of your previous callers had, you know, mentioned something about the party chair, Ben Proto. And, look, Ben, I, I think, did a great job, um, you know, uh, with what he had to work with as far as resources goes. Um, you know, he, you know, it's, you know, what, the old saying, right, you know, victory has, a thousand fathers defeat as a, an orphan or something to that effect. No, it's a, uh, during, it's a tough job. Absolutely. During the municipals, I mean, we won like record, uh, you know, municipalities, we, you know, like Bristol, I can speak, you know, for Bristol um, in particular, you know, we flipped six Democrat uh, city council seats to six Republican city council seats and also the mayor's office. So, I mean, you know, people quickly forget about that and, you know, are looking for, you know, an easy scapegoat or an easy target. And, you know, I just don't think that, you know, Ben is, is you know, the, the, the right person to be channeling that, you know, anger and frustration and, and blame at. Because, like I said, you know, there, there were success stories around the state. And as a whole, you know, Republicans took the House of Representatives at the federal level. George Logan almost crossed the finish line, something a Republican candidate for Congress hasn't done in the last, like, 20 years since we had... I don't know, Chris Chase. and Joe. You know, so I'm sorry, we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the it. show that's is that's over. It. Joe Hoxa, <laughs> news state rep, coming into office in Bristol. It's good to talk with you. Let's do it on a regular basis. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank your you. time. Have a great night. We'll talk to you, you again soon. Joe Hoxa, H O X H A, I think is how you spell it. And that's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here. And please listen up for this traffic update. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 